0: Welcome to an audio newspaper full of very serious, very real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning.
1: I'm your co-host, Florence Stormsby. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. So, what do we have cooking tonight, um, Diane? What are we going to talk about?
0: Well, our top story tonight is called How to Access Netflix's Hidden Categories,
1: which what? I find Netflix? rather
0: intriguing. <laughs> so, Netflix is this new thing that has been introduced by um, the very rich people in society where you can watch anything you want mm-hmm. within certain limits. And it's very fun, and you can spend a lot of time doing it. And some people even took this phenomenon where you can watch TV, like, whenever you want, and they chill. They Netflix, and they chill. Oh. Right. The chilling. Yes. The chilling is a very important part in the Netflix uh <laughs> Pantheon. Is that what makes Netflix so cool? Yes, oh. <laughs> it is <a> chill. <laughs> anyway, so I am reporting to you. I stumbled upon this article using the um, fantastic website called StumbleUpon.
1: Well, I just want to verify you stumbled upon the article on StumbleUpon.com.
0: Yes, I st- stumbled upon it. I did. I didn't trip over it. I stumbled upon it. And it is from Data Hand Technology. And apparently, this Netflix thing and its hidden categories have been around for a long time. And specifically, this was written about in March. So we've been missing out on all these great categories. Nice. So, you know, you have your standards, your action and adventure, your action comedies, all that stuff. I, I have my, one of my categories is mockumentaries. Have you heard?
1: <laughs> I'm familiar with the mockumentaries. You're familiar with
0: the mockumentaries? <laughs> Inserts
1: office quote here.
0: <laughs> okay, great. Moving on. Um, but did you know that Netflix has been hiding B horror movies from you? <laughs> like B
1: horror movies like BEE
0: No, B-rated. Oh. Like <laughs> B-level, not B-rate, like B as in bad horror movies.
1: I was thinking about the B-movie, but just with like a really horrific twist on it.
0: They just, they just sting everybody. Uh, Also, Belgian movies, that's a category that you've been missing out on. Uh, You probably have British TV shows as one of your categories. I do, actually. Yeah, that's accurate. Right. There is some very specific categories, such as deep sea horror movies, which is great. (gasps) Musicals! Musicals. Dutch movies. Epics. um...
1: (laughs) Satanic stories. I'm very curious. No, that's
0: my top category.
1: I'm a little disappointed the code for it isn't
0: 666
1: something. I was thinking they really that they out. did
0: miss um, an opportunity. Yeah, actually if you like are in my Netflix feed, it's satanic movies and then followed by kids' faith and spirituality. <laughs> and then military action and adventure. Yep. So those are like my top three categories. And now I want to hear your favorite movie from each one of those categories. Well, my favorite movie from satanic rituals is definitely The Exorcism. <gasps> oh, good one. Yeah. Right, yep. Which I'm sure is on Netflix because they get all of the popular movies which this movie is very popular and then um kids faith and spirituality is about a golden retriever that uh it dies and goes to heaven and then all dogs go to heaven right and discovers that all dogs do indeed go to heaven and then the dog actually writes a book about it Mm. and then saves the kid from the well I
1: don't. <laughs> okay, so let's do this. No, some that search. definitely <laughs> happened. Did that really happen? No, I made that up. Okay, I was gonna say because I just remember there being a really mean bulldog. <sighs> no, because there's a mean bulldog and he smokes cigars.
0: Oh, I want. I still need to talk about my favorite military action and adventure mm. movie. It's called Inglorious Bastards, <laughs> and that is indeed real and is indeed one of my favorite movies. So if somehow, what what do you think? Do you think they mix categories? Like, do you think I could get tear jerkers? Slash stand-up comedy. Like, See,
1: I think so. Well, Oh, wait, what are you trying to say?
0: Like, do you think there's very specific, um, like, stand-up comics that also make me cry? I think so, because I'm looking at the, um... I forgot what it was. Like, probably Louis C.K. <laughs> His comedy... Cry from is, laughter! It just cuts. But, like, these
1: movies, which are specific to geographical location look like they're also a mixture of action and right. um right that
0: makes sense it's not like in new zealand you can only sit, like film like <laughs> kangaroo fantasy things. epics where you have to travel across like lands to mm-hmm. defeat you know an evil eyeball or something like that <laughs> or documentaries about kangaroos so. right yes
1: exactly I but yeah, that's so true because I always just get recommendations for children's movies and British TV shows. So right. there's like an entire other world in Netflix that I just don't have access
0: to. I get recommendations that seem like they're not related at all in what any way whatsoever. Or you know what irks don't me is Parks and Rec is like a ninety seven percent match for me on Netflix. <laughs> like this is a hundred percent match. I know it's only a three percent difference from like. A hundred percent, but I've seen it seven times. Like, you think that would boost it to one hundred percent? Like, this is the show you should be basing all of my recommendations on. (laughs) I've seen it twelve times. Twelve thousand times.
1: Yeah, so this looks really cool. If you ever just want to, like, browse and not have to look at all the stupid ones that sometimes Netflix recommends for you. Like, can I just read one of my recommended ones that I know don't match who I am. Grey's Anatomy. I would just blow up.
0: Really? Oh, because it's medical.
1: Yes. (laughs) And I would also get anxiety. Right. Criminal Minds. That's never going to happen. Twin Peaks. Too scary. Okay, but Criminal
0: Minds is great. But isn't it like a little gruesome? I really want to see Twin Peaks too. Like, you know, everyone's watched it. Do you know what
1: is a realistic one? The Great British Baking Show Masterclass.
0: There it is. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: Um, anyway...
0: Let, let me find a ridiculous one that's recommended to me. Oh, I have one of my, my first very recommend, no, it's not, never mind. One of my recommended categories is Irreverent Sitcoms. So that, that seems so accurate. That seems pretty accurate. And then new releases. Mm-hmm. TV action and adventure. I have that one, yeah. Teen TV for BFFs. Yeah. <gasps> Wait, that was one of your categories? Yep. Comedies. Uh, TV dramedies. Ooh. Wow. See they do really mix they like mixing and matching categories. Uh, recently added, which everyone gets. T V, sci fi and fantasy. Uh binge worthy T V shows, yeah. Right. T V comedies. hmm Critically acclaimed movies. No, I just wanna watch Netflix. Uh,
1: emotional T V shows is one of
0: my That having. sounds about right.
1: I have an entire category called Because You Watched Call the Midwife <laughs>
0: Oh, mine's because you watched American Horror Story. <laughs> Law and Order. Ooh. See, that's like part of that, and I don't quite get... Well, I guess in one season he's a detective. But like, okay, Shameless comes up, and Corpse Ride comes up because I watched American Horror Story. Maybe it's just the type of people that watch that show mm-hmm. also like those shows.
1: Watch the other ones. You hmm.
0: can really dive deep into the Netflix algorithms. yeah.
1: I just wonder how they figure this all out about Mm -hmm. you.
0: Because sometimes I watch things that I
1: normally wouldn't watch. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Or do you think it confuses them? I wonder this about Amazon, too. Because they say that they can, like, predict with very high accuracy what you're going to order next. But I share an Amazon account with my mom. And Mm. we order very different things and search Mm -hmm. very different things. So I wonder if they can pick out, like what they think each of us is going to order. Is that like, Netflix? Does that, too? Like, what if you share, like, a profile with someone? I don't know. You have different tastes. Yeah, that's true.
1: Because for some reason, um, my fiancé's brother uses his profile. Like, my (laughs) fiancé's profile, even though he has his own profile, it's, Literally, that mind, kind of blows my mind. It's yeah. mind-boggling to me. Maybe
0: your fiance picks up better TV shows. No,
1: because I just watch dumb stuff like The Last Man Standing. I'm what? sorry for all the fans of Last Man Standing, but, but that don't show was terrible. A fan of that show. Oh my gosh! But anyway, have you ever heard of the show Penny Dreadful? I have. I'm interested in that one. Right? Because
0: I like the main actress. She was in um, 302 Rise of an Empire. She was great. I think I have it on my list.
1: It's on my list, too. It comes up as a suspenseful TV mystery, and then also British television show. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of hitting me in two areas right now. <laughs> <laughs> two very pleasurable areas right Sex now.
0: Sex <laughs> Thanks for saying it, though.
1: But, but anyway,
0: I, I feel like we... Anything else you want to add to our headline story, based off I th- of... I think we pretty much covered the ins and the outs... Mm. Of the Netflix categories mm-hmm. and how they were hidden from me. But again, just to all you listeners out there. <laughs> if, if you exist. <laughs> if for some reason you clicked on this and you thought it was a good idea. Because you thought that you were going to get actual news. Like, oh my gosh, I'm
1: going to hear about public events. <laughs> it's, or you thought it was actually going to be funny. But I digress. It will be difficult to use the categories on your console if you watch Right, Netflix on like a Blu-ray player. So in summary, Mm -hmm.
0: prepare for Netflix and chill by first going on your laptop Mm -hmm. or your desktop computer and look at Netflix on there in your internet browser first. With this handy-dandy list of codes, Mm -hmm. save the movies that you want to chill with later, Mm -hmm. so you can access them from your video game
1: console. Good Good call,
0: Diane. That's very helpful. I appreciate that. Can I uh, talk to you about my new pet sea cow?
1: You have a new pet sea
0: cow? I guess. <laughs> <A Well, dad. laughs> I would have, it had it not gone extinct several years ago. So, okay, I know what a sea
1: cow is, because that's right. like common slang for um, a manatee. It's a,
0: Or a cow that falls into the sea <laughs> when
1: you're like, transporting it. An aquatic cow.
0: <laughs> they evolve so quickly. Like, cows are so dynamic, they can just... They really adapt to their surroundings.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like plop it in water gills <laughs> just instantly. <laughs> it
0: is reborn. Well <laughs> this particular sea cow it's not spotted. Common misconception about the sea cow. Because several people I've talked to are like, oh, yeah, stellar sea cow, the cow of the sea. That spotted thing that you um, see in museums. Mm -hmm. And then I have to be like, no, ma'am, not spotted. So sorry. Um, But this animal lived in the geologic area era. (laughs) For all you time travelers out there. The geologic area. Immediately preceding our own, so that means after, so in the future this actually exists and it went extinct in the- Um, it didn't. I know, I just got confused.
1: (laughs) It was too much, (laughs) it was too much.
0: (laughs) Which was, as everyone knows, is common knowledge, an age of giants. Mm -hmm. I I can't read this verbatim because I feel like that might be Mm -hmm. problematic.
1: Fun fact about megafauna, during mass extinction, like, during periods of mass extinction, megafauna right. is the first to go. So really? that's how you know that you're going to go through a period of mass extinction when you're super huge animals, like, in our oh. current time of age, like, elephants. Rhinos. Rhinos. Right. Giraffes are going extinct.
0: Wait, are the giraffes going extinct?
1: I don't know. I think your giraffes are might be endangered? endangered.
0: Okay, but what isn't endangered right now? <laughs> Squirrels.
1: <laughs> Cockroaches. <laughs> Not megafauna. A yeah. world of
0: cockroaches. That's interesting. So that's why
1: we have like such little megafauna left in North America. Because right. there was a mass extinction here. Like the here. bison. Yeah, the bi- I think the bison might actually be the last. Maybe moose. Maybe uh-huh. ca- catarizes megafauna. Oh my god, bears. Bears, yeah. Are
0: there any extinct bears?
1: I'm sure there are. Panda bears are endangered.
0: Right. We don't have those in North America. But
1: I think panda bears just want to go extinct. Like, they right. don't even want to try anymore.
0: Well, did, was it you that was telling me about... Those scientists that were, like, trying... <laughs> <laughs> they just would not breed. <laughs> i like, could not get them... Because they were too busy eating. <laughs> I'm just gonna
1: roll on the ground and be adorable. <laughs> I'm not gonna make any babies. No. Yeah. But anyway. So.
0: Call it. So.
1: The megafauna from this time period... For you. Day, it's hard for them to stay alive because they're so massive and right. they have a really complex... Interesting. Food chain.
0: For the people who actually listen to this to learn something... <laughs> you might have just learned something. So I'm... I'm I don't even have to talk anymore because I'm pretty proud of that. No, but I want to
1: hear about the name of your sea cow.
0: Well, it's called the the Stellar Sea Cow, and I think that's actually its name. So I'm going to just be up front with you. I didn't completely read this.
1: <laughs> this is the first time I'm looking at it. I thought we would go through this on
0: the fly. Um, but... Oh! This is actually super interesting. There were also a giant sloths sort I of think, But... This little guy, who is actually very big because it was a sea cow. Oh, look, they talk about megafauna. <laughs> it was one of the last, pl- I don't know how to say it, Pleistocene? Ple- Pleistocene? John Cena survivors to die out. They, they uh... They were relatives of the manatee and the dugong, which I don't know what that is. I've heard of a manatee. Oh, a dugong is um, a type of seal. Interesting. (laughs) Why do you know these things?
1: (laughs) I I took a class. Okay, I feel like this is obviously very relevant so I can talk about myself. I took a class where we focus about... it was blogging and, like, okay. but our focus was on the Anthropocene, which is the oh, time period people right. think we're entering in, mm-hmm. and my instructor was, at that time period, writing a novel about the mass extinction.
0: Interesting. So, I kind of want to read that now. There
1: we go. I don't know if she's... Not a novel. A book. A <laughs> like, book. <laughs> fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's finished, but, yeah. Right. But I like okay. that.
0: Okay. So they are very large, so they grow to be as long as 30 feet from tail to snout. So the nose to the, the tips of the toes. And <laughs> so probably about the size of your average Hummer. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, manatees only grow to be 10 feet. So like you can fit three times as many friends on the sea cow <laughs> as you can on a manatee. So we're really missing out here. So th- that's one reason why I think... If they would have lived, it would have been cool to adapt mm-hmm. a sea cow because of the amount of friends you can put on it. And also, when you're going to get groceries mm-hmm. to, like, the next island or whatever, how that works, where these things lived, um, then you can, like, get all your groceries on there. And I feel like they could haul a lot of stuff. And they seem friendly, just, like, looking at their faces. They seem really nice. Yeah. and And people did see them. Like, they lived during... This is actually, they seem super important, so this segment is actually going to turn into something where we learn things as we're talking, which I think is fun.
1: Well, I just read that normally the, the manatees that we're familiar with today live in tropical waters, but these lived off of Siberia, it looks like. Because
0: they're so far Because
1: Because um, Stellar was a German naturalist. Mm-hmm who, like a trader, had a boat called St. Peter, because isn't No, never mind, St. Petersburg. Petersburg, whatever the capital of Russia is. Um, Yeah, so
0: they they were...
1: um, Mm -hmm. They lived in cold places.
0: Neat. So then again, they'll be useful when they die, because they have a lot of fat that you can burn. And you can also, I think, what I'm picturing, just come with me on this journey, Mm -hmm. is Uh after your delicious pet... Sea cow. What? That you've named Bessie, the only right name for a cow. What about boy cows? Be- Bessie. I don't, <laughs> It's gender neutral. I don't think cows really are... Anyway. I suppose technically it's a bull, but I'm... <laughs> anyway. So, Bessie, your sea cow, which they're all named Bessie, so I understand that that could be confusing. So, Bessie, your sea cow, you gut it out, and then... But you just, you like, cut along the belly... And then you hollow it out, and then you kind of tip it up, and that's like a house. There we go. Plus, you can right. eat the blubber. Right, exactly. Exactly. And you can use its parts for, um, you know, clothing, and you can cook in the fat, and you can cook the fat. Light it on fire, make candles, you know. it's mm-hmm. They might be more useful after death, honestly. Yeah.
1: Well, I just want to give a nod to The Atlantic for writing this super interesting article. Um, What I'm I'm reading right now is that Stellar, the gentleman who um, discovered that the sea cow noted that its meat was delicious, saying specifically that it was far superior to sea otter Mm -hmm. that they had grown accustomed to eating on their journey.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, (laughs) the, (laughs) The fat tasted of almond oil when it was boiled down. Interesting. No, that was the only thing that he describes about eating the sea cows. But clearly they have a very delicious amaretto flavor. (laughs) Oh my gosh. More like amaretto sea cows, am I right? I couldn't think of a way to incorporate almond and sea cow more naturally.
0: The only other name you can name your pet sea cow is amaretto. (laughs) Bessie and amaretto. So, I just want to talk about how these things lived in the early 1800s um and actually did you see their um extinction year
1: i i see that the last sea cow was seen in the wild or er, the last sea cow seen in the wild was spotted by fur hunters in 1768 but i don't know if that's its actual
0: okay mm-hmm. okay gotcha so it didn't live in the early 1800s but it lived in the late 1700s mm-hmm. and the reason that it went extinct because, I think it was oh. because sea otters were overhunted, so then mm-hmm. sea urchins were allowed to spread a, like, algae, algae-munching tribbles. Oh. oh so they created you. dead zones. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then the sea cows had nothing to eat, nowhere to go. So they weren't murdered, they were collateral victims. Mm-hmm. So, because of overhunting...
1: <laughs> and urchin, sea urchin.
0: So I just devil. <laughs> I want everyone to know that we could still have 30 foot sea cows, but people are assholes. Mm-hmm. Moral of the story. I think that wraps up why you should have a sea cow. Yeah, as a pet. They're yeah. friendly. Why you could have had the sea cow.
1: <laughs> They're delicious. Had they not been
0: killed. <laughs> Alright, well that was fun. Um transitioning now, we have a piece that we wanted to discuss because we on the show are very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can tell by our voices <laughs> and things. So <laughs> we
1: got um, a, a letter, a handwritten letter sent to us via Pigeon from one of our listeners. It said, Dear Diana and Florence, sometimes I turn into a sack of potatoes. It's not very helpful because I run out of hands and I don't have opposable thumbs. But now that I'm officially a sack of potatoes...
0: (laughs) Why are you setting this up?
1: (laughs) No one wants to go to the prom with me. (laughs) Please help me be more attractive. (laughs) So sincerely,
0: yep, Spuddy Buddy. (laughs) Okay, great. So we reached out to (laughs) WikiHow. Via Google. (laughs) Via the Google. If you have not tried it before, you should.
1: So Spuddy Buddy, we have some tips for you, uh, handwritten and created by the makers at WikiHow, about how to be attractive.
0: We have not actually tested any of these because we are naturally attractive, and because the first one is... Tip is to take care of your body, and that requires movement, so I do not do it.
1: Okay, Spuddy, so as um, Diane already introduced, tip number one is take care of your body. So something just to be aware about in your current potato state is that it may be difficult for you to go on a treadmill. (laughs) I would (laughs) recommend the stair climber, because then you could just bop down the stairs (laughs) using gravity. Wait, do
0: you put the stair climber in reverse? Yes. Great, so you're going to be some slim-ass potatoes. Just like a really fine-ass french fry. (laughs) For all of our real people that are still human-shaped, this is good for you too. (laughs) But again, to all the people who are human-shaped, if
1: you want to attract a mate, I would recommend not being active. So I'm just going to disagree with the wiki how here, and I'm going to defend my argument in a second. So... One of the major disadvantages of being with an active person, I would know because I'm currently with someone who is the opposite of active, so I understand the benefits of being someone who is essentially a couch.
0: Or um, a, a lame sack of potatoes.
1: buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so active people, they wear active wear all the time. They right. don't own any nice clothes. Mm-hmm. They'll never get a job interview because they'll go to the job interview wearing... Under Armour sweatshirts and leggings. They won't get hired at the job interview because they're wearing Under Armour sweatshirts and leggings. What if they're
0: interviewing at Under Armour? Okay, so we're
1: backing up (laughs) a (laughs) step. So they'll get a job at some sport fitness store, which will only make them more active. The more active that they become, the more that they'll want you to run a marathon with them because it'll be a good bonding experience. You'll start doing research about running marathons and you'll discover that some marathoners just pee themselves while they're running instead of stopping to go to the bathroom. You'll end up doing a marathon with your your significant other and pee yourself.
0: With your significant (laughs)
1: other. You'll simultaneously
0: pee yourselves together. Chafing
1: from the urine. Right. And then you die from a chafe infection. That's good. (laughs) Yes.
0: Those infamous chafe
1: infections. (sighs) But, you know, as it says on the article, embracing a healthy lifestyle doesn't mean that you have to become a bodybuilder or a marathon runner.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but it, it does. It's a spiral. It's a spiral. You just... It gets so bad. Just eat a, eat a veggie once in a while, but not salads on dates. Right. Don't order a salad on a date. It just, just makes you look like you care too much. Mm-hmm. But you should... See, the thing is, you should be naturally attractive without trying <laughs> So, that's but, what you should really go for. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, Hardy's taught me, the
0: mm-hmm. trick to
1: attracting men
0: mm-hmm.
1: is to be super skinny and fit. Right. Buy a giant burger. Right. And have barbecue sauce drip
0: all over your boobs. Right. But what they don't tell you is that's the only thing you eat all week. <laughs> <laughs> one burger. <laughs> you eat that one massive hardy's burger with pulled pork mm-hmm. and like french fries on it just once a week and then if you do that on sunday that literally gives you enough calories to fuel you the rest of the week mm-hmm. but without getting fat
1: spuddy just for you personally i just wouldn't eat any potatoes
0: mm-hmm. yeah so overall don't take care of your body
1: all right number two get your beauty sleep So what it says in this one is aim to get up to eight hours of sleep each night to fight off red eye and other symptoms of
0: sleep deprivation. Which is weird. I'm actually very attracted to people with red eyes.
1: Mm -hmm. Like red eyes or like red, like their pupils are red because Satan is peering out of them.
0: Right. Hopefully glowing. Like irises, pupils, whites. Mm -hmm. Everything should be red Mm -hmm. and preferably x-rayed.
1: And also lasers. Right. I want to date cyclones. (laughs) Cyclops from (laughs) X-Men. Yes. Now, obviously, getting sleep is incredibly important. Your body needs it to function. But here's why I think that you should only hit five hours of sleep Mm -hmm. at night instead of eight hours of sleep. One, people who get eight hours of sleep have to go to bed early. Significant others do not want to go to bed early. They want to stay up all night boning. If you're getting eight (laughs) hours of sleep, that means that you're not down to clown. Just keep that in mind, ladies.
0: Which (laughs) makes you lame. And you should always be down the clown. You owe it
1: to men. (laughs) (laughs) Again, except you spuddy, you just you don't have any you don't have any genital. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Except them good spuds. Um, counterpoint, I think you should actually sleep 16 hours a day. okay. I would like to hear this argument. I don't have one. I just, it sounds really nice. (laughs) 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 Okay, you sleep 16 hours a day, you turn into a cat. Cat potatoes. Everyone loves a cat potato. That's true. Uh, Hold on. Is it a potato shaped like a cat, or is it a cat shaped like a potato? (laughs) I prefer the latter. Do you think it's a cat that tastes like a potato? Like, if you lick the cat, does it taste like... But then, is it a raw potato? Is it a sweet potato? Mm-hmm. Is it a baby red potato that you roasted on the grill? Oh my gosh, those are the best. They are. I have hiccups. I'm sorry, listeners. Oh god. They don't exist. <laughs> I firmly believe that nobody's going to listen to this. Okay. Number three
1: Keep yourself well-groomed. Oh wait, oh my gosh, this is just part one taking care of right, your body. Right, this is going to take a while. Okay, so we're just going to skip to part so two. So wash your spuds in your eyes. So number two, part two is attracting through body language. So pretty much what this means is don't look like a crabby... Grumpy gus. Sphincter
0: all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: I do not want to swear. angry butthole. Like, don't be an angry butthole.
0: Right. And some of the things they include is just, like, dressing nicely and... Well, you skipped over an important one that says stand with an open torso. What? Oh, what does that so mean? I, I think, like, the picture shows him with his arms wide open, but we're missing one hand, so I think the other hand's holding a knife, <laughs> and he's going to cut open mm-hmm. his torso. Yeah, that makes sense. It shows the person you're trying to attract that you have a heart.
1: A very important quality to have, especially with so many androids running
0: around nowadays. Right. Days. Exactly. It proves great, great point. It proves you're not an android. And also if you're in potato form, it proves that you still are alive. Yeah, you don't want to be a potato with dark black insides, do you, Spuddy? Exactly. You want You want a good beating heart in there. <laughs> <laughs> like all my potatoes that I consume.
1: So yeah, attract through body language. What you're gonna wanna do is a lot of dancing, specifically Around the bones of a dead chicken right. at night. That kind of body language communicates that you like to have fun. You know how to party. You know how to get rid of a blood curse. Exactly. <laughs> really important things when you're attracting a prom date.
0: Right. So if your future children, mm-hmm. whether you have them through your birth canal or you adopt them through an adoption canal
1: <laughs> or you steal them from <laughs> minivans and parking
0: lots. Right, exactly. If any witch comes in or wizard, Mm -hmm. comes in and is like, I'm going to put a curse on your kid, your mate knows that Mm -hmm. you can get rid of that curse. And everyone knows body language is the number one part
1: of getting rid of a blood curse. Right. They think it's the virgin's teeth. It's not the virgin's teeth. It's the body language.
0: Exactly. Yes. Right. Also, show your hands. So physically, your own hands that grow on your own body... (laughs) but also the hands from all of your victims. (laughs) You're gonna want to keep them in an ornate chest. (laughs) A good hands collection shows that you mean business and if somebody wrongs you, you are not afraid to take their hands, but it also shows that you're merciful and you're not just like killing people brutally. Like you're teaching them a lesson by taking their hands but you're also letting them live. Well, Diane,
1: as you know, I'm, I'm looking for a new partner, and I just have a question regarding the show of the hands thing. Mm-hmm. Do you take one hand or do you take both hands, and how do you feel about feet? Okay, so feet are no-go. No you go. show me
0: feet, and mm-hmm. I burn them. What
1: if your future partner has a foot fetish?
0: They're wrong for you. <laughs> I <don't... laughs> okay, I don't want to shame anybody. They're wrong for me. <laughs> If if you enjoy that, I just think they're gross. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't like feet. Like, in any form of the word. I don't like the measurements. What? Measurement. About? Footsies. <laughs> okay, so that's cute. <laughs> Baby feet are adorable. Okay, so this brings up another good question. What what date should you show your hands? Mm-hmm. Both your own physical homegrown hands mm-hmm. and also your hand collection.
1: Well, see, I think that this is something you have to do before you consummate the relationship. Right. So, like, it's going really well. You're on date number, like, five or six. I guess I don't know what's standard. I waited, like, three months. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, date, like, let's just say hypothetically it was, like, date 27. So I think just right before, you know, you're getting all... Funky in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Just be like, hold on, you know, we really have to talk about something important before we go any further. Mm-hmm. Look like you're reaching for some form of birth control because having protected sex is the sexiest kind of sex. And just pull out your box of hands.
0: Right. Your ornate <laughs> chest of hands. <laughs> your
1: ornate chest. Right. Mm-hmm. The chest is actually the chest cavity. Of- <laughs> <laughs> it's very ornate. It is a jeweled,
0: jeweled being. <laughs> Anyway,
1: so I don't know, I guess maybe you have a different perspective. When did you show your your partner your chest of hands?
0: Well, the chest of hands usually comes after, like, the fourth date. Mm-hmm. But my physical hands, I keep... <laughs> I keep those gloved. Those are kept gloved for 10 to 15 dates. Mm-hmm. Like... And actually, to be honest, the more serious I find that the relationship is, the longer I will keep my hands hidden. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I get that. What if you're doing something messy? Like, let's say you go <laughs> to get appetizers. Right. And you have mozzarella sticks. Okay. Are you worried about
0: your hand gloves getting dirty? I have eating gloves, and I just change them quickly <laughs> under the table. Or, or um, if I... I feel mm-hmm. like there won't be time. I just layer the gloves okay, and then perfect. I can shed one layer. And it's just like thin finger mittens, latex glove,
1: mm-hmm.
0: bigger mittens, latex glove. okay, Massive, like no finger, just like really nice mittens. Like baseball mitts? Baseball mitts, yep. That's like the ultimate. <laughs> just because like, you caress the, the face. <laughs> it's just like a lobster. <laughs> they make your hands bigger. Mm-hmm. Which everyone knows, like big hands, you know what that means. Big heart. Yes, exactly. And then you have the big baseball mitt hands. Mm-hmm. And it just, it also makes you look hopelessly, like, just really useless because you can't, like, do anything. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, a person in distress. And then they, like, they want you to help or they want to help you. Mm-hmm. And I also hear that having giant hands
1: it takes, like, 10 pounds off of your arms. Right. They just it's, look so unproportionately huge to the rest of your body. It just really exactly. slims you up. <clears throat> Alright, now part three, and this is the final and last part of the wiki, how is socializing. So this includes things like active listening skills, responding with questions, mm-hmm. choosing your words carefully, and being playful, and speaking slower. Now, if someone with a lisp and a speech impediment, I find this... <laughs> section incredibly offensive right yeah so, i feel like it's a direct attack on me
0: exactly i have never done any of these things and i have some very successful failed relationships
1: <laughs> <laughs> well and then i just want to have the final tidbit from the wiki how and this just really spoke to me on a deep level yeah under the tip section it says be true to yourself there's nothing more attractive than a person on their path Follow through your goals and aspirations. So Spuddy Buddy, you just have to be the best damn Spud that has ever rolled out of the potato sack.
0: Not um. only are you Spuddy, but you're also a good buddy. So I feel like you have a lot going for you already. <laughs> Alright. So now we come to my favorite part of the 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 Paper News Out Loud cast because it's it's the end. And I think everyone's very grateful <laughs> that it's over. Um, this is a little thing we like to call motivation station. So one thing we really like to do here at the studio is to make everyone feel like there's someone and that they have some greater purpose. You don't, <laughs> but like it's good to feel like it before you die. So we want to motivate you to do something just just to really get you out there and get you going Okay, so, so our theme for this week is getting organized. I know I sure have a hard time with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you have no idea.
0: <laughs> How about you, Florence? What is one way that you get organized? Well, I like to start at my p- place of work.
1: So I really like when all my desktop files are <clears throat> spell out the late ancient lost tombs. I'm so sorry. I'm misspeaking, is from the Blood Curse. The ancient lost scrolls of the city of Atlantis. So I have to name each file a cryptic symbol, and then I just, it's like beautiful poetry. I just look at my screen, and I know exactly where I have to go, because wow. I just follow the rhymes of ancient Atlantis. Right. Right. <laughs> Number one goal. It'll change your life. And it's kind of meditative too. Yeah, exactly. It's just really soothing mm-hmm. and calming. Like I'll just have someone yelling at me on the phone. I'll be like, "Hold on, let me just look up my find my process document." I'll just click on an ancient word in Atlantis, which is too beautiful that it can't be transmitted over the airwaves. It just means love and happiness and all the good things. And I'll click on it, and in that moment, I'm free.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. that is advice I think we can all follow. Mm-hmm. And something I challenge you this week to do is to clean up your desktop and organize your files in cryptic letters. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have to be from Atlantis. It can be ancient runes. It can be cave paintings that you transcribe into words. And only you can translate. Also it helps with internet security. (laughs) Because if anyone hacks into your computer device, they will have no idea what's going on. How about you, Diane? What are your
1: number one tips
0: for getting organized? So for me, it's really important to keep my uh, fridge in order, Mm -hmm. specifically the outside. Oh. right where your eyes are drawn, right when you walk in the door Mm -hmm. of my apartment, house, condo. Or a luxury mansion where I live, <laughs> and so I like to keep that nice and organized. Um, I have every assignment I've ever done since kindergarten, and I keep that in arranged, mm-hmm. not by year, but by um, topic. Oh, so, yeah, interesting! It's, it's it's a really good way. Like I know if I want to find everything I've ever learned about sharks. I can just go to my fridge, Mm -hmm. go to the S's, Mm -hmm. not in alphabetical order, it's, Mm -hmm. I actually just kind of threw letter magnets at the fridge, and then that's how I arranged it. Yep, that makes sense. I can just go straight to the S's, flip through it, find everything I've ever learned about sharks, Mm -hmm. and everything I ever knew.
1: That's really helpful for writing your um, autobiography.
0: Right, exactly. Sharks are very prominent in my autobiography. And everything I've ever learned about them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, accurate. Wonderful.
0: It's an, it's an autobiography, memoir, nonfiction text about sharks and my experience with them.
1: So, this is also a great tip for anyone participating in a NaNoWriMo, um, November's writing month novel, Ex Beluza. Um, organize exactly your thoughts. That's what it's called. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Organize your thoughts by putting them all on your refrigerator, and then you won't eat and you'll lose weight. We just want to thank all our listeners for joining us today. I really appreciate you coming out and taking the time to listen to Paper News Out Loud. Um, something that really helps us as a podcast is if you review us on iTunes or share the podcast word of mouth with your friends who also like um, weirdness news and two girls that sound really similar on the radio. <laughs> Please
0: tweet about us and, and tell people to listen. Maybe, maybe tell everyone you hate to listen to this so you can put them through the same thing that you just mm-hmm. went through. Um, Great advice for taking care of your enemies, wow. Right, and it's it's one of those things where you make it look like you're being friendly and mm-hmm. inviting them to share in something you enjoy, but really you're just, like, sentencing them to a good half an hour of just audio death. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, alright listeners, just make sure you subscribe. We post a new um, Paper News Out Loud article, Story Fest of Palooza, once a week.
0: Every week on the week. <laughs> Please subscribe, review, and download. We will also set up a Gmail account for you to get in contact with us. So we would really appreciate your feedback. We're doing this because we want to make you laugh. Also, also, I want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track titled 5 off of his album Found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. Um, I think that's all I have. Alright, thanks listeners. Have a good one. I hope you made a laugh and learned to sing.